Thursday night football had some excitement to it, but the Buccaneers came out on top. Still, Jalen Hurts had some signs of life there for the Philadelphia Eagles. Breaking that down with me will be your boy Q. I'm Chris Carter. We're the Friday host of the Locked On NFL podcast, and we will be sure to get Q's thoughts on the John Gruden situation with the Las Vegas Raiders, as that's the team he's covered. All that capped with our week six pits right here on the Locked On NFL podcast. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host, your boy Q, from the Locked On Raiders podcast. I'm from the Locked On Steelers podcast, breaking it down on a Friday. Q, how was your week, my man? Uh, I mean, hey, there's nothing going on in my world, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you had nothing to cover. It I was had, a I quiet was as a church mouse week in Las Vegas. Right. I was searching for stuff to talk about all week long. I had nothing going on. No, it was a very exciting, uh, in a weird kind of way, week uh, in Las Vegas covering the Raiders and covering all the things that were going on. And I know we'll talk about it later on in the show, but... Please believe I haven't been uh, short of of interviews I've done across the country this week. So, yeah, man, I'm ready to go. I don't even know how I still have a voice. I've been talking so much, but it's all good. It's all good. Well, before we get to that, we will be sure to get to the Raiders talk. I yes. need to get your opinions on this on this show uh, as two black men and with the with the the things that came out from John Gruden's emails. I think it's important for us to have a dialogue on this, but. We will give the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans their due. Their team came out on top in a game that they needed to win on Thursday night football. It, it started to get a little scary at the end, but they closed strong. 28-22 was the final. Uh, Tom Brady threw two touchdowns, did throw an interception at the end of the first half, but another solid game from him, almost 300 yards passing. Leonard Fournette got on the board this game, 22 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns runs uh Antonio Brown and the OJ Howard were the touchdowns catchers for Tampa Bay but the Eagles started to make this close really late I just my thing with the Eagles Q and I don't know if you agree I like Jalen Hurts as a player as a person I, I think he he inspired me with the way that he carried himself with how he was kicked off Alabama for Tua Tagovailoa, went to Oklahoma made a name for himself and he, he you see he fights for you in every single game I'm just not sure that he's ever going to find a level of consistency in with the way that the Eagles are using him in this game he completed 12 for 26 of his passes, 115 yards through the air, one touchdown pass, threw an interception, did run for two touchdowns on 44 yards. But it's like you see him spinning his wheels. It's just it doesn't seem like there's anything really to base. Like there's, there's no foundation for him to work with in this Eagles offense. Yeah, because they don't have any weapons. Yeah. I mean, they just don't. You know, they're asking him. I, and I'm with you. I like Jalen Hurts a lot as a person. I think he could be a good player in the league. I thought that he was kind of thrown into that starting yeah. lineup a little soon. But I've said that multiple weeks, and then I realized Jalen's out there doing everything he can. Who's around him? I mean, they yeah. got Rager. I get that. They have Miles Sanders. I get that. But Devontae Smith now. But yeah, but, but, but also he's under siege almost every play. That, that's him. Almost yes. every play was someone's in his face in the backfield. He has to make that man miss, run to the sideline, and then be like, uh, let me find somebody. Yep. 
He needs an offensive line, obviously, and he needs really big time. I mean, Devontae Smith, I like him a lot coming out of Alabama, but he's a littler dude. Jalen Rager, I liked him coming out of TCU, but he's a littler dude. I mean, are you catching the theme here? You know what I mean? They need yeah. they need someone yeah. with that big size that could be that command, that could be that dude. I mean, when Zach Ertz is one of your biggest targets, that tells you all you need to know because he's older in the tooth. So I think that Jalen Hurts has an opportunity to be a player, but he's also got to have a team built around him, and they just don't have have it yet when he was at Oklahoma he played really well you know why because they had studs all over the field he needs to get some more studs on the field and get an offensive line but I do like him I just think it's a little bit too early and the team's not ready for him yet and it's funny you say about that size situation when the Eagles won the Super Bowl the guy that fought, caught the first touchdown in the Super Bowl Alshon Jeffrey he wasn't no little dude right he, he he knew how to go and get the go and get the football you sometimes you need and it's good to have speedy quick guys yeah I mean, it's not, for sure I'm not saying you don't need you don't want those guys but it helps to have a big body dude who can win those physical combat catches and it's just it's it's tough on a younger quarterback who isn't Patrick Mahomes or some, you know, you know, he's got the golden arm. I, th- I think Jalen Hurts will be fine in this league for years to come, but you, I, I agree with you. He does need that. Also, I mean, I, I think it's hilarious that when, whenever they hand the, the Eagles finally hand the ball off to Miles Sanders, <laughs> you hear the crowd like sarcastically cheer. Um, it just shows you that there's, there's a lot of frustration going on in Philly, but not to neglect Tampa. They, they, I thought they played a strong game uh, despite having all the injuries they did, missing Antoine Winfield and guys all throughout the secondary in this game. Richard Sherman, the guy they got to bring in, he goes out with a hamstring injury. Um, just lots of concerns here, but Tom, it's like it's normal. If you, as long as you have Tom Brady and he has a group of guys around him, you're going to have a good chance to win. Yeah, and you know, the thing about it is uh, there's a lot of injuries that Tampa Bay is dealing with, especially like you mentioned on the defensive side of the ball, and that's why their defense mm-hmm. is taking a step back this season from what it was last year. Uh, I really like the emergence of Leonard Fournette, man. I like what Fournette brings to the table. I think he was the difference maker in this game. Uh, it's always going to get – Tom Brady's going to get all the attention because he's Tom Brady, and he's earned that. But Leonard Fournette, like you mentioned, man, he had, what, 80-something yards on the ground, but he also yep. had, what, over 40-something yards through the air? Yep, so, two, and two touchdowns. Exactly, you know, and then you have A.B. playing big-time ball. He had, what, more than eight catches? I think he had nine catches. I mean, dude's mm-hmm. out there. He's out there balling. Uh, I mean, he's making it where Mike Evans doesn't have to be a big-time player each and every week. You know, there's guys that don't have to step up each and every week because somebody else will fill that void. But, man, uh, I'm telling you, it all goes, as far as I'm concerned, with Leonard Fournette. What he brings to the table, the strong runs that he's able to bring, I mean, he was vintage Leonard Fournette on Thursday night. He reminded me of Leonard Fournette from LSU. I mean, here's the thing. Tom Brady has always been best when he has a balanced offense and he can make you think with every single threat that he has on the field. The bank, the Buccaneers, as long as they have Fournette healthy and they have a, they have that offensive line and the receivers are healthy, Tom Brady's going to have all the weapons he can throw to. It's why they're going to be a Super Bowl threat throughout the rest of the season. But we want to get to the Raiders topic. We will do that in just a bit here. First, I got to tell you guys about Bet Online. One of our great sponsors here and one of the great places to go place bets on football, whether it's pro or college, all season long. Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. And don't forget, they have a new updated site and interface. It's going to be easier for you to navigate the website. You have even more odds, props, contests, different ways to win money 
as they continue to prove to be the number one source for everything football. If you have a new, uh, if you have an idea on who's going to be the next coach of the of the Las Vegas Raiders, you could place a bet on that. If you want to bet on Easy. who's going to be the next coach, right? <laughs> if you if you want to be be a, a, a place a bet on who's the next coach to get fired in the NFL, you can bet on that too. But head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code. Locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. Locked on. All capital letters, all one words, and you'll receive a fifty percent bonus on your first deposit. With and when with that new interface, you're going to find different ways to place your bets down. Bet online is the newest and fastest, easiest way to get all of your favorite sports and bet on them. From football to basketball to boxing, right down to horse racing. Don't wait to take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, where the game starts. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Keeping it rolling here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. As always, you can find this on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Q, we got to get to the Raiders talk. And I know that you've talked about it a lot. I even texted my man. I was like, hey, man, like, are you good for one more of these? <laughs> I, I, felt, I, felt, I, knew that, I knew that you've been like, – I haven't even gotten a chance to talk to you this week. And I knew that you, had been, you were going to be inundated with it. Like the first thing I saw when this thing came out, I was like, oh, man, Q's going to have a rough one. And uh, – uh, it, it just you know, it, but it's, hey, it's part of the job. It's it's, it's why you're there. You want to break it down for everybody. I gotta ask you about this, Q, because John Gruden's gone. We're not going to rehash all that, but I do want to get your thoughts on how Mark Davis has handled the situation. Because the first time I heard Mark Davis's name was when Adam Schefter reported that Mark Davis showed up at the Raiders facility Monday afternoon and had a two-hour sit-down with John Gruden, and then he was let go. But when later this later this week, he was asked about it. Mark Davis's simple words were, ask the NFL, they have all the answers. I have no comment. I have I asked the NFL, they have all the answers. And that was it from, from the owner who hired John Gruden, who backed John Gruden, who gave him one of the Maybe the big biggest contract an NFL coach has ever gotten um, in the in this in this league. It seemed to me, from an outsider's point of view, I, I, I don't have any sources in the Raiders. I don't cover the Raiders like you do, but it seemed to me like that was a a, a, a no comment that was like I had nothing to do with this situation and I don't care to comment on this situation, even though this is absolutely in the wheelhouse of I should comment on this situation. Can you provide insight as to what Mark Davis is doing by not addressing this further and the, the tone that he used to comment on this? Well, first, he's angry. He's very angry and he's very hurt. John Gruden was a very close friend of his. Uh, he was a guy that he pursued for many years after he was gone. Uh, after he took over ownership of the team, he pursued him for years trying to get him back on the sideline. And finally, he was able to, after the 2017 season, get him to, to agree to return. And you, you said it gave him the big contract, gave him the, the, kings, the keys to the kingdom and said, hey, build the team the way you want it. And basically approved everything John Gruden wanted, he did. And so I think that he's very hurt by the fact that all this is coming out and this is on his watch. And, you know, it's just it's it's a bad look. Obviously, we all know uh, what was said. We all know John Gruden's emails. We don't like have to go through word for word on that. But 
Right. Uh, we, I think, we know what the deal is. I think he's also angry because it's 650,000 emails. At least that's the reported number. And right now, all we're talking about is John Gruden. So I'm sure that he, at some point, is saying, wait a minute. You're telling me out of all the interaction that Bruce Allen had with all the different teams and all the different coaches and all the different coordinators and all the different owners in the league, John Gruden's the only one that has some kind of conversation. So he feels like it's a witch hunt. He really does. He feels like, hey, this is something that they targeted John Gruden for some reason, somebody, and obviously I don't have the answer to this, but he feels like somebody uh, had it out for Gruden, wanted him out of there, and has it out for the Raiders. You know, I've seen reports that uh, there's there's people around Mark Davis saying that someone's trying to get him out, and I'm not saying that that's true. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying it's not true, but we all know the saying, where there's smoke, there's fire. So uh, I think that there's a lot to this story still. I think that, uh, you know, it's going to be a slow drip process. I think we're going to hear a little bit here and then I hear a little bit there and then a little bit here and a little bit there. And I, I use it like, I say it like a, a faucet, you know, like say you're laying in bed in your sleep or you're trying to go to sleep and your faucet just keeps dropping and it's dead silent. All you hear is bloop, bloop, bloop. I did that three times and that's annoying, right? So yeah, can very. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, can you imagine that this thing over 650,000 emails, how slow of a drip we might get news? And so I don't think that Mark Davis wants to say anything. I think he should. I think he should say something, not to me, not to you, um, not to, he, I mean, I know he talked to the team, but I think he needs to talk to the fan base. I think he needs to tell the fan base like, hey, it'll be okay. This is a bad situation, but we got the proper guys in place. We're going to be okay. Because they're the ones that spend the money. They're the ones that fly to Vegas. They're the ones that buy the tickets. They're the ones that are eating in the restaurants. They're the ones that are supporting the team if they're 2-15 and 15 or they're 14-2 and two or whatever the record is. Raider Nation is the one that supports them all the time. Raider Nation is the ones fighting with other, you know, hosts talking about there's no other nation. I mean, you know what I mean? Like Raider, Raider region. There's You don't have any idea. You don't even know how to spell region, region, so don't even get me started on that. You can't even spell region. But the, Ra the Raider Nation will go and fight and claw and scratch for this team so I think at the very least, Mark Davis should come out and talk to Raider Nation and say, hey, I got your back. Don't worry. It's going to be all right. So there's a, I, I agree with that. There's a lot of emotions sentiment. going on with Mark Davis right now, and I think that's why he hasn't spoke. But one thing, you said he's angry. Do, yeah. do you sense that that anger is more at the fact that this situation is happening or at John Gruden for putting him here? Because here's, here's, here's my bottom line. I agree that there are definitely people on those 650,000 emails that could be ousted and right. put on front street the way that John Gruden was. I do not disagree with that at all. Right. And I think that's been, been one of the great points. The, 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 the former cheerleaders of the Washington football team, right. they want that out there. I agree. Go get whoever you can with those emails, just like you went and got John Gruden. But, I don't think there's any room to be like, man, John Gruden really got the short end of the stick here because it's like, no, 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 buddy. You put that on the in, on the interwebs. Right. If, if if you if you put that, that that out there, first of all, you have to know that if anything that you send electronically can get back to you yep. now. Phone conversations, that's one of the things that are protected, even though he allowed Antonio Brown to publish one of his phone conversations in like a like a rap song or whatever it was, however, or the, the YouTube video that he that he posted. But for, for me, it's it's like, you know, I'm not I, I don't think there's any room for Mark Davis to be mad at, you know, at, at the NFL or how the media is handled, because it's like, look, man, that that's 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 putting a match to it. That's putting a gasoline on a fire like, you know, that that's going to get traction really fast, especially to, you know, if that was this was 20 years ago, this would have been like, man, wow, 
John Gruden really out there, right? But, you know, hey, he'll be coaching that Sunday. But this is now when the NFL has made, I mean, there's literally end racism in the in, in each end zone now. And even though the, the word end racism is in an end zone, doesn't do anything to end racism. Right. It's you're, If you're taking that stance as, a, as an organization that there, these things need to be done and we have to change these things, and you got a guy making fun of Demoris Smith for his lips and calling him dumb and then saying, and, and, and like even that, like you're like, okay, maybe you could say that that was just a one-time thing and that had nothing to right. do with race. But then when, with about women and about, about gay people and about, and then, and, and, and about women being referees and, and just the different things. It's just a thing. I'm talking about thing Roger Goodell, talking about Roger G- Tampa and, and Bay see, Buccaneers that ownership. <laughs> that was the bottom. Once he disrespected Roger Goodell, I, and not that it, I give, I care about him disrespecting right. Roger Goodell, but what is the league supposed to do at that point when Roger right. Goodell's like, all right, this guy's got to go. It's like, it, 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 you know, that'd be like, that'd be like me coming after David Locke and be like, oh, I hate David Locke. He'd get rid of me. And he should, because I should not be saying those things online so it's like it's like come on man like these are the things like for me for mark davis to be mad at anyone other than john gruden right now it to me is 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 him making this something else like him saying the nfl has all the answers that comes off to me as a sarcastic way of saying i don't i disagree with with the way with the fact that my guy is getting punished I, i think john gruden deserves everything he's gotten right now and uh, and I think I think that that's that situation isn't the problem. The problem for me is John, there should be other heads out there with John Gruden taking this heat. I agree. I agree. And I, I think that Mark Davis is mad at the NFL. I think he is mad at John Gruden. I think he's mad at a lot of people. I think he's mad that he had to make this decision. I think he had, he's yeah. mad that he had to, you know, ultimately he knew he was going to have to pull the plug. And I think John Gruden did him a favor by resigning. You know, I, yeah. I don't think that Mark Davis wanted to fire him because, again, he was his good buddy. He was his friend. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy he pursued. And, you know, they always say don't mix family with business. And, I mean, John Gruden's almost like family. And I think that uh, Mark Davis was probably dragging his feet. I mean, honestly, we could look at it and say he probably shouldn't have coached on Sunday. You know, he probably shouldn't. Especially because we found out about the the New York Times story on Monday. But you know, you and I know they knew about that story on Saturday. They knew it on Friday. They they knew it on Friday. Friday. When when that first story came out, that was the warning shot of, hey, you might want to get ahead of the rest of this. And they chose not to, thinking, oh, we can survive this. And and then just the avalanche of just how bad it was. It was funny. I was working all through Monday. I missed the New York Times story when it came out. And I sat down and I just saw – I just saw the resignation story and I was like, wow, I guess those emails were really bad. And then someone said, no, you missed the New York Times. Like, whoa, okay, yes, that is the, that is the, 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 the opinion. Because we all thought it too. When we saw the first story, like, man, if that's, if that's one email that he, that he wrote, you know, there's a lot more. Right. Like, like, like there's no doubt about that. So for me, there was just, there was a lot coming from this. But, you know, like a lot of people pointed out, like, you know, he, 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 he attacked, he was attacking players for kneeling during the anthem. He was attacking the NFL for how they were starting to support those players in their efforts. You got to wonder how many more emails like that are out there from current coaches, former coaches, GMs, uh, you know, front, you know, front office administrative guys, owners. There's a lot of questions out there. And maybe if that's where Mark Davis is at, it's like, hey, I shouldn't be the only one out here dealing with this. That I do feel him on because there should be other guys out there. But Q, this is a very important topic. I know that you're 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 going to cover it a, a, a lot more in great in, in a great way that you always do on the Locked On Raiders podcast. For those who want more information, go listen to the Locked On Raiders podcast every day, Monday through Friday. Q's got you breaking it down. But first, before we go to our picks for Week Six, 
We got to talk about Built Bar. If you want a healthy treat that tastes like a candy bar, Built Bar is the ultimate protein bar for you. It's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. It comes in so many different flavors. Whether you want a fruity snack like raspberry, strawberry, or orange, or something different like salted caramel, cookie and cream, Rocky Road, or double chocolate, or real cookie dough, which unfortunately, Q, I'm on a trip right now. That's why I have a different background right now. I'm in a hotel in New York, and uh, I ate my one real cookie dough uh, Built Bar. So I am out of Built Bars on this trip, and it has truly made me sad because I wish I had more. You're um, bad. You're yeah, bad. My bad. I got, I'm I, I I poorly planned this situation. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, you normally do poorly planned stuff. I can tell. Oh, please. You're a guy that well, I first went. First of all, first of all, oh, wait, how, how poorly planned was your <laughs> Pittsburgh trip? How poorly planned was your Pittsburgh? Because you had a lot of fun, right? I yeah, did yeah, have yeah. a lot of fun, but I think uh -huh. I did the heavy lifting in Pittsburgh. You did. The <laughs> I'm not even going to honor that with a response. The best part about Built Bars. I is kid, I kid. <laughs> I'm about to say, I'm about to say. They range, the Built Bars range from 130 to 180 calories, 17 to 18 grams of protein, 45 grams of sugar, and 45 grams of net carbs. Uh, <laughs> they are a tasty and healthy snack that will save you from eating a snack you regret later and helps anyone stay on task with their diet. Order today and get your favorite flavor delivered right to your door by going to built.com and use promo code LOCK15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And if Q ever comes to your city, don't host him because he will be ungrateful the next time you do a show with him. I got a great memory. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Wrapping things up here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter with my ungrateful co-host. <laughs> I kid, <laughs> I kid. I know, you're my guy. Uh, um, but in all seriousness, let's get to the picks here. Now, we we have to make our show shorter because we have been we, we, are, we are going way over time with our shows. So with that, I'm going to pick some key games for us to pick here, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this queue. We will skip some of the other games okay. out there. First, first key game. Four and one Chargers at four and one Ravens. Woo! Potentially the game of the week. You should have this saved that one for last. Yeah, yeah, right. There's there's a few there's a few of these out here. That's... But I'm going I'm going with the Chargers. The okay. way Justin Herbert is playing, I think he's lights out. The Ravens have played very well as well, but they've had a, a lot of emotional last second really cool wins but when you keep stacking those type of wins eventually it comes back to bite you because you need to be beating opponents by a little bit more i think this week is the start of that i don't think the ravens lose by a lot or they play very poorly i just think the chargers are a very good team and they're gonna win this one you know the chargers are a really good team man and they were they were uh you know hyped to be a really good team coming into the season i thought oh yeah we hear this each and every year and then someone's gonna get injured and they're gonna stink but man the chargers are playing some really good ball obviously they're there in the afc west they're sitting on top of the AFC West, 4-1 and one overall. And what I really like about them, Justin Herbert, of course, he gets all the attention. But, man, I like their head coach, man. Brandon Staley is a dude. You know, he's yeah. a young cat, uh, got a first opportunity to be a head coach in the league. And this guy, he's got it upstairs, man. He rolls the dice a lot. And I, I, I'm sure you'll be able to appreciate this. I respect him like I respected a young Mike Tomlin. You know what mm. I mean? Like, yeah. you could yeah. just you could tell that he had it going on. And so I, I think that Brandon Staley is going to be a problem in the AFC West for years to come uh, because he's a really good coach. And so uh, I think that the Chargers probably should win this game, but you picked the Chargers, so I'm going to go ahead and split the difference. I'm going to roll with the Ravens, uh, and I really kind of want the Chargers to lose because they're in the AFC West, but 
uh, it's going to be a battle, man. It's going to be one of the better games this week. I'm excited to watch it. it, it it's my game. Of the, it's my favorite game of the one o'clock. So that's for sure. Uh, Packers at Bears and an NFC mm. North showdown. Bears with a big win over the Raiders last week. Uh, maybe some traction there, but I'm sticking with the Packers. I think they're going to continue their domination of the NFC North. Yeah, I'm with you, man. This is short and sweet. The Packers are a good team, and the Bears, they stink. I mean, their defense is good, but their offense was terrible. I mean, Justin Fields did nothing against the Raiders. He completed 12 passes for just over 100-something yards. Uh, he was awful, but the Raiders were worse. So uh, you just got to give the Bears props for winning the game. But I think Green Bay gets them, and I don't even think it's close in this one. This is a game of uh, that you know both teams are two and three, but I think it has a lot of implications for both what's going on in both of their divisions. The two and three Chiefs at the Washington football team. It's also two and three. Mm. The Chiefs need a win desperately here. Q. I have them winning, but man, if they lose to Washington, Taylor Heineke's beating them. It's going to be a red. It's going to be a red alarm, red alert, whatever you want to call it, red flag. Everything's going to be going pro- problems in KC. Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting for Kansas City to take off and really, you know, get that uh, that fire lit and, and, you know, boom, just have that game where it's like this is the jump-off point. I think this is it. I think this Washington game is going to get them headed in the right direction. I, I think this is another one of those games that's not even close. Kansas City's defense stinks, but um, I don't think that Washington's got it going on offensively. They got some defensive parts that I like, but they don't have enough offensive to, to go ahead and run with Patrick Mahomes. So I think this is a, the Chiefs get right game, and uh, they might start a run right here. So, yeah, Kansas City gets this dub and, and improves their record to 3-3 three and three overall. Sticking with the AFC West, your boys, the Las Vegas Raiders, are Ooh. going into town to face the Denver Broncos, who are coming off a loss against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But both teams are 3-2. and two. Both teams are coming off a tough loss. Um, this is an important week for both to kind of set the trend. Someone's got to keep pace with the Chargers at the head of the um, at the at the head of the AFC West. I got the Broncos winning this one, not because I think that they're the better team, but because I think the Raiders have had to deal with way too much this week. It's been so much up and down. That's a lot of stress to deal with, and it can. I've seen that disrupt so many teams in the NFL. The Broncos have a talented defense. Teddy Bridgewater is back. He's he's, he's feeling better after his concussion. I just think the home team is going to find a way to win this one. You know, I've been back and forth on this one a lot because of everything that you said, man. I think this game is a lot for the Raiders to try to absorb, you know, with all the, the shenanigans and all the off-the-field distractions that have gone on this week. But – Meeting with the, the team and meeting with the players and coaches on, uh, on the last couple days, on Thursday and Wednesday, uh, you know, it really kind of showed a lot of leadership, especially from Derek Carr and Max Crosby and Darren Waller, really showed a lot of leadership on their part. And so they started getting me believing that they're going to win this game. Uh, and then I talked to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, and he told me he thinks that, hey, I think this team is going to rally around Rich Basaccia, who's never been a head coach in the league, but he's a leader of men. And this is something that he feels like that they need. So uh, he actually convinced me to roll with the Raiders I was going to roll like you and and pick the Broncos but I think somehow the Raiders go to Denver I think it's going to be a tough out uh, especially being on the road I I, you know they they don't have the energy of their own crowd behind them but I think that they just need a victory they need to get out there and clear their mind for three and a half hours so I I think that they'll just go and get that dub Uh, again this is on the strength of John McClain really convincing me that they're going to come together so if I lose this one it's on McClain (laughs) <laughs> listen i've always listened to john mcclain i think he's a heck of a football historian himself so uh, i i would heed his word as well um final game we're gonna predict here and this to me is the game of the week you could say it's chargers ravens but i think a lot of people at that four o'clock hour are gonna look at five and oh cardinals at three and two browns the browns mm. have had two close losses to the chiefs and the chargers the cardinals are the last unbeaten team in the nfl it's a west coast team heading to the midwest 
this could be a this hey game. This game could have a lot of implications on both ends. One, you got the Rams at four and one ho- are going to face the New York Giants. They're going to be five and one. Yep. The Cardinals need to stay ahead of those guys, even though they've already beaten them. I look at this as a game the Cardinals win, but I would not be surprised to see the Browns win. Biggest thing with the Browns, they're dealing with some injury concerns here. They're still not sure what's going on with their passing game. Their defense gave a lot of points to Justin Herbert last week. I see them giving up a lot of points again this week and the Cardinals being able to create some turnovers when Baker Mayfield needs to take to the air. But what say you? You know, I uh, I look at this game and I agree with everything you said about, you know, just the matchup and the way it shakes out and, and why the Cardinals need to win and why Cleveland needs to win this game. Um, but when I look at it and I say – what quarterback would I rather have? What quarterback would Q rather have? Oh. Would I rather oh. have Kyler Murray running running the show for me, or would I rather have Baker Mayfield? And I've told you a million times, and i told anyone who will listen, Kyler Murray is a winner. Kyler Murray has winning genes. Kyler Murray is a guy who bet on himself and said, I don't need to take this uh, deal, this contract in, in Major League Baseball. I'll go, and I'll be a short quarterback, and I'll be the number one pick overall, and I'll thrive, and I'll do well. And that's exactly what he's done. Uh, I know it's smart money to go ahead and bet on Cleveland because at some point the shoe's going to drop and Arizona's going to lose. I just don't think it's going to be this week. I think they improved to 6-0. Kyler Murray, the winner, gets another win and improves to 6-0. Should be a very interesting one. Check out all the games Sunday and Monday. Uh, it's going to be a lot of interesting games to check that out. And, of course, here on the Locked On NFL podcast, they'll be breaking it down with Bo Brock on Monday, getting you all the results of the games, the biggest stories coming out of those games right here. But, Q, this is always fun. Thanks for doing the show with me, man. You're a hell of a ho- ho- co-host. Please let me let people know where they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Well, you can always see me on Twitter. You can always find me on Twitter, and that's kind of like a tracking. It's like GPS, man. You always know where I'm at. At your boy Q254, I'm moving moving and shaking, uh, holding down the city of Las Vegas. I'm in my quest to become the mayor. Uh, you know, I got uh, locked on Raiders. I got locked on bets, locked on NFL with you. Uh, I'm locked on Las Vegas. I'm, I mean, I'm just locked on everything. You know, that's just how I get down. Uh, but in reality, man, check me out. At your boy Q254. Uh, that's my Twitter page, and you can find me. And Chris, uh, go ahead and let everyone know where they can find you. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques like Q. That's where you can find all my work just posted on there. I host the Locked On Steelers podcast Monday through Friday. Do the Friday podcast on Locked On NFL with this crazy guy over here I'm sharing a screen with. Um, you can also read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com. You can watch more of me on channel, on channel 11 WPXI in Pittsburgh with all my breakdowns of fantasy football, high school football, pro football, all the footballs right there. Thanks again for watching or listening to the Locked On NFL Podcast. We'll be back in your ears next week as we break it down on another Friday. Peace.